0: Hello, my name is Elliot and thank you for taking an interest in my latest article. If you are new to these articles, don't worry, I am too. I'll be writing at least one article every month to share the goings-on within the world of golf, as well as highlighting any successes that you might have missed. I'll also be shining a light on a member of the golf industry community in a mini-featured titled 2021, The Year Of. If you would like to enter the discussion... Feel free to leave a comment on the article within LinkedIn or on your relevant podcast platform. And if you would like to discuss how golf could play a part in you achieving your professional or personal ambitions in 2021, then do not hesitate to get in touch. This week, Boris Johnson advised that the latest lockdown measures in England will not be lifted until at least Monday, the 8th of March. We wait to see if there will be any revisions that will allow golf to return before that date, but although the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Golf have updated its COVID-19 Secure Golf in the United Kingdom paper to include greater evidence and rationale from leading experts to again make the case for the sport to make an early return, I suspect we will need to prepare for golf to be absent from our daily lives for just a little longer. If we have learned anything over the last 10 months, it is not to take anything for granted. Since working in golf, I am content with the amount of golf I have played, but I would love to increase the variety of golf courses I play. Although it is not the time to discuss travelling, teeing it up on some new courses across the UK to begin with, will be one of my mini goals for 2021. Unlike other sports, the golf industry is typically loyal to the 12-month calendar as written by formally kicking off the season in January with a flurry of activity such as the PGA Merchandise Show, which this year was hosted virtually, club manufacturers and brands releasing their latest products, and the European Tour formally beginning its 2021 season in Abu Dhabi. In my opinion, Abu Dhabi is a worthy golf destination to kick off the race to Dubai, and Tyrrell Hatton's victory last week is another example of Abu Dhabi Golf Club producing world-class winners. The championship was added to the roster of the European Tour's flagship Rolex series in 2019, with Open champion to be Shane Lowry picking up a cool $1.1 million – 100% more than the winning purse in 2018. And before Tyrrell's victory last week, the last five winners have come from a strong batch of talent. They include Lee Westwood, Ricky Fowler and Tommy Fleetwood going back-to-back in 2017-2018, memorably holding off Dustin Johnson down the stretch and ultimately announcing himself as one of the world's best players. I had the pleasure of visiting Abu Dhabi on a personal trip in 2019, without the golf clubs unfortunately but I did make sure to visit my Troon colleagues before jetting off back to the UK. With only four courses in Abu Dhabi, you might expect to be out of luck when trying to book a tea time. But despite Abu Dhabi having a strong emerging sporting presence, golf is still typically enjoyed mostly by expats, though I understand that is changing. The variety of the three Troon international venues, Abu Dhabi Golf Club, Sadiat Beach Golf Club, And Yas Links Golf Club is remarkable. Despite a common landscape of desert, renowned architects Gary Player, Beach, and Kyle Phillips, Yas Links, the same designer that created the grove, have added two world class courses with the Arabian Gulf as a signature feature. Yas Links, as the name suggests, plays on its coastal location with dramatic shapes to many of the holes. With the Yas Marina Race Circuit, home of the Formula 1 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and Ferrari World overlooking an immaculate Par 3 course and driving range, membership at Yas Links would certainly satisfy the golfing purist. Sadiat Beach is a typical Gary player beast of a golf course playing 7,784 yards off the tips but when played from a suitable teeing area the course provides a desirable test whilst weaving along the Sadiat Beach and boasts immaculate playing surfaces. The big brother of golf in Abu Dhabi is undeniably Abu Dhabi Golf Club, which last week hosted the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship and set the stage for Englishman Tyrrell Hatton to cement himself as one of the top ten players in the world by claiming his third worldwide win in 10 months, his fourth worldwide win in 14 months. I have not yet had the pleasure of being in Mr Hatton's company for any extended period of time, but on the occasions that Tyrrell visits the Grove in either a personal or professional capacity, he always exudes a feeling of being humble, a sort of everyman. This persona was utilised when showcased in the European tour's latest viral film, Angry Golfer, as Tyrrell appeared alongside other everymen such as Tommy Fleetwood, Eddie Pepperell. Matt Wallace, Henrik Stenson, Martin Keimer and Ian Poulter to poke fun at instances where these golfing stars let their passions overspill and manifest as visible rage. The video was a digital success, often mentioned by the Sky Sports commentary team in the televised coverage too, but it should have be lost on anyone that despite the video being produced as a marketing piece, the cameras showed both Tyrrell Hatton and Matt Wallace, perhaps ironically, pop up a thumb at least once over the four days of competition whilst going through moments of frustration. Although there are many arguments that these angry golfers' elite performances are supported by a high standards threshold, to broadcast these influential athletes taking a moment to relieve their frustrations with a simple, innocent and fun gesture such as a thumbs up can only be good for the image of the athletes and professional golf. I do not think it should be lost on anyone either that due to the lockdown and a lot of homeschooling taking place in the UK and many areas across the world, I would not be surprised if the viewing figures from the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship were noticeably higher than previous years. This provides a fantastic opportunity for the European Tour and its worldwide partners to attract future fans to the game and viral content such as Angry Golfers, is a brilliant way of directing younger viewers to the main coverage of the tournaments and inspiring them to take up golf. Looping back to Tyrrell Hatton for a moment, it's remarkable to see how well he rises for the big occasion. Tyrrell's first two victories were over consecutive years in 2016 and 2017 at the renowned Alfred Dunhill Links Championship on some open championship venues. And since then, he has picked up four Rolex Series events in Italy, Turkey, England and Abu Dhabi, with a combined £5.5 million in prize money, and we're not even including his Arnold Palmer Invitational win on the PGA Tour. Tyrrell's path from the Europro and Jamaica Tours, via the Challenge Tour, and then onto the European and PGA Tours, is the path many emerging tournament professionals will be undertaking in 2021 after a heavily disrupted season in 2020. Perhaps it is then fitting that Tyrrell Hatton has kickstarted 2021 with a win for the everyman. The 29 year old is a brilliant example of a phrase I use to motivate my own game, as well as when speaking to tournament professionals of all levels. Ultimately, good golf wins. As part of these articles I am wanting to showcase talent across the industry and introduce you to someone I have either recently met or value the work of under the banner of 2021 The Year Of. Fittingly, this month's spotlight is on Kean Brannigan who witnessed first-hand Tyrrell Hatton's victories at the Alfred Dunhill Championship as well as working on the Abu Dhabi Tournament in 2018. Within the LinkedIn article, we learn more about Kean's company Forefront Sports Management and I will urge you to go to that article to read the full extent of what Forefront Sports Management is doing in 2021 and Kean's journey to that point. Thank you for listening to this article recording. Again, if you would like to enter the discussion, feel free to leave a comment within LinkedIn or on your relevant podcast platform.